like the camera literally just pans over them <laughs> and I was like please please give us more we've seen Are nothing you, of their relationship I hope you're hungry <laughs> for nothing okay welcome to the first impressions podcast we're your hosts Lars from Cesar and Aaron from Cesar what did we think of this episode um I wrote down now I am panicking <laughs> which is more just the second half of the episode but um yeah no, actually people were panicking throughout most of the episode yep there yeah. was a heck of a lot going on Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I was intrigued the whole time. Me too. And you know, it was the first episode where I was really like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch the next episode." Ooh, wow, that's important. That's a biggie. Like, yeah, yeah. I I liked this episode. I was entertained the whole time. Edge of my seat. Edge of my seat. <laughs> so, um, basically, we open up not too different from where we left off last week so yeah the men are stressed about the rose ceremony um they say it's going to be a bloodbath a massacre like the red wedding from game of thrones um you know (laughs) not dramatic at all (laughs) not not dramatic in the slightest there are currently seven girls and 12 guys so five guys are going home which is a lot a lot of people yep and the main people sort of on the chopping block are logan and james because shanae is sort of between them yep justin casey peter and michael mm-hmm. yeah justin he's like is it us is it us guys and i was like yes it is you <laughs> you are spot on <laughs> is it me am i the drama <laughs> That's also a pretty accurate way to describe this episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Michael says he feels alone mm-hmm. for the first time because up until now he's had a friend in Sierra. Right. He's, he's had a good friend. A very good friend. Um, I was like, yeah, why do you think you feel alone? <laughs> <laughs> you sent your couple home, so. Yeah. <laughs> you, yes. And he just wants someone who understands him. He wants a true connection. Uh-huh. He has this, yeah, he's a little chat with Wells, but <laughs> he's the, he said that he didn't think Sierra would leave. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. You, you literally broke up with her and she had such strong feelings for her. Like, I mean, she had hell? such strong feelings for you. Yeah. Yeah. This was also the Michael A episode. Yes. Like so much Michael A content. And also the way that they built it up, I was like, okay, obviously they're going to bring someone in for him. Like, mm-hmm. they kept they kept giving him so much side interview time. I think of all the side interviews, he had like 90% really? of the air time. We heard the same side interview like 20 times. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. To be fair, like, it is an interesting narrative of sorts. Like, I mean, it's very real and like, it's it's compelling and it's like a real story but at the same time like when he's talking to wells and he's saying how there's like no one else that's right for him but that he wants to stay i don't know i was just kind of confused like 
why did you send Sierra home? Like, why did you friend zone her? Because I feel like maybe the reasoning he gave wasn't wasn't accurate. Maybe it was just that he just wasn't into her. For sure. I mean, I think it was confusing to begin with the way he broke up with Sierra because at first it was like things are getting too serious. But he did say at one point, like, there's something missing here. It, I don't think he was really clear at all. And mm-hmm. what the reason was and I think it's becoming more clear now that he just wasn't I guess that into her which is you know pretty I think the thing that's messed up is that none of his actions at least that we saw demonstrated that mm-hmm. you know yeah I agree um like I understand you know these things are on his mind he wants to talk about them with the person he's connecting with but I think it was pretty seriously leading her on to Mm -hmm. um, talk about talk about these things like but we'll get into that later so we jump into the um, nighttime portion it's a Mm -hmm. it's the rose ceremony Michael says he needs a miracle so a little foreshadowing right there yep um Jared and Ashley depart they give a a little Mm -hmm. goodbye speech everyone looks pretty bored (laughs) yeah I mean same honestly like (laughs) (laughs) and they get one last sex joke in from Jesse thank god maybe nine months from now they'll have another baby so Mm -hmm. yeah paradise baby paradise baby yeah i was just like thank god they had sex like i was literally on the edge of my seat waiting to find out whether they had sex or not (laughs) yeah um so then we have the cocktail party i guess if you could call it that (laughs) and i mean there's it's mostly strong couples at this point but Mm -hmm. we see shanae talk with logan and James is sort of watching. He's kind of sad. Shanae is wearing the lucky beads on her ankles. <laughs> so um, romantic. Every girl's dream. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was like, were you stressed when you didn't see it on my wrist? I was like, <laughs> what, the, what the heck is this dynamic? <laughs> also, Logan pulled Shanae right when she was talking to James. Mm-hmm. which was interesting mm-hmm. but but then James pulls Shanae and he has something maybe even more romantic he's got a little something up his sleeve a little something <laughs> some, shrimp platter <laughs> again we have to get a flashback we have to watch the original shrimp scene because as if that wasn't like because we definitely wanted we to relive Yeah, we that. didn't get enough of that the first time around. <laughs> and Shanae says that she has never felt so wanted by two people, mm. which is a little concerning. That's what a rose will do to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is definitely genuine on both of their parts. And yeah, they, they both definitely want you you they definitely don't just want your rose (laughs) yeah but james says that he feels a spark um 
yeah james does seem genuinely into her actually even though he just made fun of him he does mm-hmm. actually seem into her logan also seems into her logan seems like confused i feel like well i also don't think that like her flirting with james for four days helped no exactly like i think logan seemed more into her before everything changed happened which makes sense yeah but... that totally makes sense um yeah poor james like I, I feel like he does deserve to find love, you know? Yeah, he's a good guy and he's he good looking. He's a good guy. And he would be, I feel like he would be a very, like, loyal mm-hmm. a loyal person, you know? His boyfriend material. His boyfriend material. Yeah. And I thought that their kiss looked real tongue, tongue-focused. Oh, my God. I can't believe they made us watch them kiss after they ate that much shrimp because I I had to look away right I just had to look away oh yeah so the date was basically a shrimp taste test mm-hmm. um, a blind taste test where Shanae types to tries to guess the type of shrimp that she's eating <laughs> <laughs> and because she can tell what a shrimp taco tastes like versus a plain <laughs> shrimp she claims that she's like the shrimp master or something <laughs> James just like looked at the menu and ordered everything with shrimp in it. <laughs> um, can you tell green shrimp from a shrimp taco? <laughs> also, one of the shrimps looks like they had like it looked like it had like chocolate on it. Um, I don't know if that was my eyes deceiving me, but that looked pretty nasty to me. I was trying my best not to look too hard at the shrimp, so but not as nasty as their tongue kiss. Yeah. Their shrimp flavored tongue kiss. <laughs> it was so gross. Uh, then we see a little Brittany Andrew moment, mm-hmm. and we hear Casey talking about how, you know, there's a, in his mind, still a chance he could get a rose from Brittany. Right. But he has a, and he has a plan to do this, okay, which is yeah. that Peter. Pizza Peter was shit talking Brittany. And Casey thinks that if he tells Brittany, it will make him look like a hero. Mm-hmm. Knight um, in shining armor. Yeah. Yeah. Normalize being delusional. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's just there's already so much to unpack here. Which yeah. is that like like what reason casey is planning on first of all the right thing to do would have been to defend britney himself in the moments to peter right right like and then there's other guys around when peter is saying these things Mm -hmm. and none of them are saying anything none of them say anything and the only reason he decides to bring it up is to make himself look good which is like how would this make you how would this make you casey look good it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like, if maybe if he confronted Peter himself. Right, exactly, exactly. Instead, he's basically just playing, like, I don't know, the courier. He's like, right. here, I got a little piece of goss for you. Here, let me yeah. ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> let me just ruin your night really quick, and that will probably make you want to keep me around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, but anyways, I wish he had talked to one other person about this plan yeah yeah (laughs) he knew he couldn't because it's too delusional (laughs) (laughs) also again like even though they didn't show us 
we all know something went down between Casey and Brittany because yes. they they like someone gave I think he gave her the rose originally or something and you know so I just have mm-hmm. a feeling that there's more layers to this but yeah he does tell Brittany that mm-hmm. what Peter said so he, Peter said that she's just here for followers and that she didn't like Peter because Peter doesn't have enough followers because right. Brittany is a cloud chaser and apparently on their date was only talking about TikTok and Instagram and Casey says mm-hmm. you know put him on blast <laughs> Casey he he would live to regret that statement yeah Brittany is surprised that Casey came up to her again like I'm sure there's a reason for that yeah. she tells Andrew yeah who Andrew says, is a voice of reason in this moment. Yeah. So Perhaps. Andrew does rightly point out this is probably a last-ditch effort from Casey. Yeah. But he tells Brittany to relax and is like, don't even talk to Peter about it. Which I... Well, I mean, what do you think about that? I think he was just looking out for Brittany's emotional well-being. And yeah. to be honest, like... I mean, looking at, like, what happened. So let's say Brittany doesn't confront him. Yeah. Peter goes home. There's, you know, there's not a fight. Brittany's upset. But, like, you know, either way, Peter goes home. Right. And doesn't learn his lesson. Or Brittany confronts him. Peter doesn't learn his lesson. There's a lot of emotional distress. And Peter goes home. Right. So I see where he's coming from. And like, I see why he's saying that. One thing though, is like, he didn't seem surprised at all. And so I feel like Andrew might have been there for some of these conversations. Yeah, probably. Like he was kind of like, I know, let it go. Um, Yeah. And that was a little icky just because like, yeah. Okay. So maybe you could have stood up for her. Right. I mean, there's that, I can't remember. I mean, I guess we could have gone back and checked. Like, I can't remember who was there for that conversation with Peter when he was originally saying that, but there's definitely a lot of men who could have stood up for her. But yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Like, I see where Andrew is coming from, but I think he probably could have done a better job of supporting Brittany. You know, because Brittany was upset and I feel like he didn't. Oh, sure. Like, validate. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Brittany does talk told Peter to talk mm-hmm. and at first like he's like I don't want to talk to you but then she's like I heard you've been talking shit yeah and he's like okay let's go talk <laughs> <laughs> such and a dummy they just have a really weird conversation so weird Peter sort of doubles down on on everything Brittany like is trying to explain her side but mm-hmm. I mean I love Brittany but I think they're just like having two different conversations because Brittany totally was talking about how like something about the favorite color like I think she was just <laughs> trying to make a point that like, she was they like didn't know each other that well yeah. I don't know well I I get what she's saying well she brought in a new point that we haven't heard before which is mm-hmm. that like he had been telling her like sob stories yeah and yeah well the fishing for compliments but we already knew that part right but then like and she's like, and we didn't even know e- each other's favorite color, which I think was just more like metaphorical. Like, right. we didn't even For know sure. basic things about each other. 
And then he's like, oh, you want to know my favorite color? My favorite color? Oh, it's black. It's my favorite color. And it's like, okay, like uh, you've clearly lost the argument because like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's not the point. That's just not like a rebuttal to the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Peter really, really zones in on that. Like, I wouldn't even bring that up if it wasn't for the fact that Peter really like starts to hyper focus on this color thing. But well, yeah, because um, that's it's such like a a straw man. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then yeah. we also learn a new thing. Well, at least it was new for me, which was that he tried to kiss her after five minutes. I think she was. Th- Wait, oh, you think that was different from the kiss that they showed us where she served it? Well, I'm sure that was the same kiss, but I didn't realize that was five minutes into the date. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, they they made it seem like that was, they like, after they swam. After, yeah. And, like, you know, mm. it was, like, at least, like, halfway through the date. Yeah. Oh, these editors are tricky, tricky. Very tricky. Sneaky sneaks. Yeah. They just do Britney dirty. Like, I feel like every time Britney says something, I'm like, wait, where is that coming from? Because they never show context for anything yeah. of Britney's sto- side of the yeah. story. Literally, literally. <laughs> I know. But it's funny because it shows that, like, you can't edit out everything. You know what I'm saying? Because she does right. reference, she references all these things that you're like, okay, well, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I was going to say that Peter says, like he has he's been planning for this which i thought was really funny <laughs> like what and he calls britney a waste of time which is mm-hmm. so mean and so, mean. so unnecessary like uh, how you got a gorgeous girl to go on a date with you mm-hmm. oh god <laughs> britney was like no one else would have like want even wanted to go on a date with you <laughs> <laughs> yes you tell him yes yes britney <laughs> Britney does definitely get the last laugh because she also has her iconic line, which is, it's funny how men act when they don't get what they want, which is so, so true. So true. I love the generalizations about men. Mm-hmm. We need to make more generalizations about men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Britney gets involved. I mean, sorry, Jill gets involved. Well, no, then, then Aaron talks to Peter. <laughs> And this is when things, I mean, I thought Peter had already, like, clearly, like, Peter's been saying some questionable things, but it somehow keeps going even more downhill because in a side interview, Peter says that Brittany basically relies on her looks and her looks are going to run out and she has nothing established about herself. Like, tell me you hate women without telling me you hate women. (laughs) So... Um, um, I'm not really sure um, what to say about that. <laughs> but yes, then Jill comes to the rescue, mm-hmm. as always, because Jill will do whatever it takes to make her friend feel better. Yep. So then Jill and Brittany confront Peter, mm-hmm. and they basically just tell him to leave. And Jill really goes goes at him. Which I loved. Mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. I mean, yeah. I would be looking for a reason to yell at that man. No offense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also think, like, we finally start to see, like, some solid female friendship 
Yes, yes. In this episode? I mean, we've, sure. we've been seeing it a little bit, but... Hints, hints of yeah, it. Yeah, hints of it. Yeah. And then, and Jen gets involved, and there's just a, a lot of yelling at this point. Yeah. It's not... Peter is like, you are being so aggressive, you know, <laughs> mm. <laughs> sexism just won't quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the side, Katie <laughs> starts feeling dizzy and stressed from it's just all too much causing for drama. <laughs> yep. He's like, I, I didn't mean, think my actions would have consequences. <laughs> right. right. Drama is not for everyone, Casey. Not everyone can handle this life, okay? Mm-hmm. And clearly he's more of a commentator than, you know, actually being in the action. Yep. But I do feel bad for Casey because he passes out. He yeah. literally passes out and takes a pretty hard fall. Yeah. Um, Johnny, Johnny immediately jumps in and is sort of like checking, like... Mm-hmm checking up on him mm-hmm. the medics come mm-hmm. and casey has to leave and he hurt he hurt his ankle from his fall mike michael gets involved <laughs> michael is like i don't really know <laughs> i think casey did the right thing well it's i think it's just because they're friends yeah like michael yeah. wants to say bye to him mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah michael michael says casey did the right thing because mm-hmm he would want to know like he would want to know if someone was saying those things about himself or whatever but again why didn't any of them just go to peter themselves like if they all thought this was wrong yeah it just it doesn't make sense and then we learn another new thing which was that Brittany has a history of people spreading rumors about her no we do know that anna escort Mm -hmm. oh my god oh my god yeah which is definitely some important context yeah wow that's really important context yeah wow on on matt's season of the bachelor um that that's what britney is from and was she was britney one of like the new entrance entrances i think she was so on Matt's season they like did this thing where like a few weeks into the season they brought in like five or seven new girl four new girls and michelle was one of them and i'm i think Brittany was one of them too because then and this mm-hmm. created a lot of division between the girls like all the old girls were really mean to the new girls and anna redmond is that her name something like that mm-hmm. who is now dating chris bukowski who is also an old paradise who got um, engaged to Katie. Who got engaged to Katie. Morton. So, anyway, so Anna basically is like, we're both from Chicago, and Brittany has a reputation for being an escort. Which, first of all, nothing wrong with being an escort. We are positive about sex work in this household. Seriously. But, obviously, if something is not true about you, and in the society we live in, you know, that yeah. could definitely... And also, your, your reputation yeah, and it and was on, like said in a malicious way too yes 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 it wasn't yes. like oh my god go off Brittany you're an escort no. it was meant to degrade her yeah. and tarnish her reputation it's also on national tv like for families watching this like yeah. I mean you obviously just shouldn't ever 
Like she has a career that's like yeah. not being an escort. Right. So anyways, that's the context of probably also why Brittany was more sensitive to the fact that someone was sort of saying negative things about her behind her back. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, so Michael says goodbye to Casey in the ambulance. And then, you know, we see back on the beach, like the girls are sort of on the side and mm-hmm. just sort of cooling down from it. Um, and then Jacob steps in. And he says, if they're the damsel in distress, then Tarzan will come to the rescue. Yep. (laughs) He's going to go full Tarzan. He's about to go full Tarzan. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Jacob, Rodney, and James go talk Mm -hmm. to Peter. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And Peter says that once when we talk to him, Peter tells him he's actually deciding to leave in this exact moment, but on his own terms. <laughs> Correct. They literally they're like, hey man, and he's like, I'm leaving on my own terms. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, you're right there. <laughs> so this is my decision, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing to do with you. Nothing mm. to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jill accurately observes that. Of course, once the men ask yes. him to leave, just does it. That was so accurate. I was like, thank you. Someone said it. When the women asked him to leave, he was like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Again, I think Jill just summed it up quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has kind of an iconic quote as he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by a Jacob iconic quote. Yeah, so he says, buongiorno, bitches. And then, (laughs) what else does he say? I don't know. He's like, the pizza king is out. The pizza king is out. And then we see Jacob in the side interview. Jacob observes that buongiorno means good morning in Italian. (laughs) He says, I don't know why he said that. It's 11 o'clock at night. So Jacob is more more cultured than cultured. we thought. Yeah. He's not just Tarzan, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he is he knows Italian. Possibly multilingual. He's been to Hong Kong. He's been to Hong <laughs> Kong. <laughs> um but Peter cannot leave without offending us even more. Mm-mm. Um so he has to leave on the, this note, which is that he has no physical attraction to anyone here. And if he's not physically attracted to someone, he can't even look at them. <laughs> because saying that. women literally have no worth unless they're attractive. Yeah. But even if you are attractive, that's going to fade. Okay. So oh, don't count on <laughs> Your looks will fade and then you will be a worthless old hag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> women should just probably give up in Peter's reality. <laughs> give it up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then Brittany and Andrew chat and mm-hmm. they kiss. And Brittany says she wants to like really invest in their relationship and work towards something. So that's good for them, you know? And then we return to the Michael show. 
our, our brief hiatus from the micro yeah, that was show. yeah that was tough who's sort of i guess thinking about just that he's probably not gonna get a rose mm-hmm. he said he says he wonders if he should have invested more time in britney which i'm sure oh. was just like kind of an off the cuff remark in a side interview but i was like why are you even bringing that up god um, poor britney Mm-hmm. and michael doesn't he's sad that he might have to leave because he doesn't want to say goodbye to his friends because <laughs> that would be really really hard for him to leave. that would be really hard <laughs> like, can you imagine having to leave paradise like no i just can't no. what am i gonna do without my buddies <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah so justin yeah. and michael both are talking about packing it up and leaving mm-hmm and then Michael talks to Genevieve, his best bud. Yeah. He's like, you know, I just, I think I'm going. And she's like, no, <laughs> she's so sad. Yeah. And everyone, because Genevieve also said at one point, she was like, I wish I could give him my rose. Like, I wish I had a rose to give him or something. Like, huh. everyone really seems, I think this is also part of the, I don't know, the edit or whatever that is like, frustrating is that everyone is like Michael is such a good guy and he's Mm -hmm. been through so much and he really deserves like a shot like the way they talk about him I'm like Michael is the one who broke up with Sierra like yeah why why does Michael like really deserve another shot at love when he just had one and he had someone who was like a really good person like obviously it's fair if you're not into someone like that's fine but like it's not like he just got played or something like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like if anything like right. Sierra deserves another shot at love mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point for me the edit he was getting it made me think that like I was like I wish I'd seen more of these Michael moments like I'm sure there are really good moments of him being like a good friend yeah. And I was just like, I feel like we haven't seen that. Like, everyone keeps saying it. But, like, yeah. just show me instead of telling me. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Show, don't tell. That's something The Bachelor could work on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, anyways. Anyway. The miracle, the miracle does arrive. Everything is hopeless and in shambles. And then an angel then, starts walking down the stairs. And then the producers raced over to the hotel they said danielle we need you here stat they said you were supposed to come in tomorrow but michael needs a rose so we need you here now okay get dressed you have 30 minutes i know we've been holding you up in this hotel for three weeks but (laughs) get your ass down here (laughs) um i honestly really like danielle so danielle is from Mm -hmm. nick viall's season whoa and she went on Paradise mm-hmm. a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Or probably a bunch I feel like her and Wells went on a date. Well, I I don't remember the full extent, but I saw this clip online recently, which is that I'm pretty sure Wells was already the bartender by the time she was on the show. But oh. as he was as she was leaving, he walked her out to leave, and then they share a passionate kiss right before she gets to the car oh my god see i knew there was something between them 
definitely well, something deep in my subconscious just said well mm-hmm. some Danielle <laughs> mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah so Michael immediately locks eyes on this on this blonde haired beauty <laughs> he's like Danny <laughs> Danny what are you doing here <laughs> oh my god Danny <laughs> um sprints over from the day bed um <laughs> Just hugs her and will not let go. <laughs> Never let go of an angel like Danny. Never let go. Wells also seems really happy to see her. And then Michael and Danielle, they just like immediately go chat. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that they've talked as friends, but they have never met in person. And the reason they've talked as friends is because she has a similar backstory as him. Yeah, Michael seems really excited and <clears throat> yeah. He says like it's rare I'm this interested in someone and mm-hmm. meeting her could be the start of something that changes my life. Like really yeah. just big big words here. It gets pretty intense and they're pretty like like he starts holding her hand like immediately. <laughs> um there's just a lot going on, but Danielle mm. is is beautiful. I really like her dress and I mean, she's a sweet girl, so. Mm -hmm. I liked her vibe. Yeah. We get a one-second clip of Johnny and Victoria, and, like, the camera literally just pans over them. (laughs) And I was like, please, please give us more. We've seen nothing of their relationship. I hope you're hungry (laughs) for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they're keeping us fed with that content. Thank you. (laughs) And... (laughs) then it's time for the ceremony and I was surprised that like Justin didn't pull Danielle at all or maybe he didn't they didn't show us but yeah that's what I was wondering too actually my prediction was that James and Justin were gonna go home um (laughs) Logan in a side interview is getting real in his feels and he's like I'd be sad if I didn't get a rose because I'd be sad if who I was to her wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so the rose ceremony. Um, Serene picks Brandon. Jill picks Jacob. Lace picks Rodney. Jen picks Aaron. Shanae, sort of like, kind of one of the only actual unknowns. The only unknown. The only unknown. She says that James would be loyal and committed husband and dad. Yep. But Logan is so sweet and gentle with her. Right. So I don't really know what that means, to be honest. Yep. But she picks Logan. <laughs> and I I also, I mean, I thought she was going to pick Logan as well. But I thought I wanted her to pick James. And yeah. I, I have a feeling that she might live to regret this decision. Oh. I feel very confident that she will live to her greatest. <laughs> Logan, 26-year-old Logan, he does not know what he's doing. Yeah. Victoria picks Johnny. We were just getting berated, honestly, with side interviews of Michael, which is not his fault. And again, this like sort of goes back to something else we've been saying this whole time, which is like the more screen time you get, the more mm-hmm. annoying you become. Yeah. It's just like I don't want to hear about it anymore. It's like a direct correlation. Like the the every second of screen time that you get, the more annoying mm-hmm. you are. 
except except for Jill and Brittany, who just never stop. Serving. That's true. Um, but Brittany picks Andrew and yep. Danielle. Suspenseful music. Who's Shocker. it gonna be? Shocker. Who's it gonna be? It's Michael. <gasps> the romantic music crescendos. As Soaring music. <laughs> so, so I was like, happy. okay, can you stop <laughs> rubbing this edit in my face? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> They think that we're dumb. <laughs> I know. One thing that I did think was sweet was that when Danielle goes to get Michael's rose, the women like give her a hand down from the, the upper step. And I thought that was sweet because sometimes when a new woman comes in, well, you know, with Sally, you know, it can get really. Uh... It can get divisive. Yeah, it can get divisive. Exactly. Yeah. And then obviously it is James and Justin going home. Mm -hmm. Aaron is sad to see James go home but he handles this well (laughs) he does last season he would not have handled it this well no I think he would have exited (laughs) probably probably (laughs) to be honest I'm gonna Um, miss James I'm actually really gonna miss James me too he brings a good energy and just like genuine vibe Mm -hmm. yeah and Justin is tearing up a little bit going home Mm -hmm. and you know he just wants someone to give his love to Mm -hmm. him and who (laughs) not me (laughs) not me not me after the after watching this not me but (laughs) maybe someone else (laughs) then that's a wrap for that day and then we open up a new day a new morning and jacob is is deep in thought (laughs) We never really find out what he is thinking about, what he's staring at. Um, but we do get a little bit of good Johnny and Victoria content, finally. 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 They basically just, you know, give a montage of all the couples being happy. Yeah. They're emphasizing how great the vibes are right now, how everyone mm-hmm. is so happy. Um, and we kind of all know what this is building up to. But pretty much all the couples are like smooching. And Michael and Danny are like already joking about like giving roses to other people and like how they're just rose chasing each other. So they seem mm-hmm. to already be pretty comfortable with each other. <laughs> I was like, it's not a little too soon, a little too real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not. <laughs> Apparently not. I know when he yeah. first said that, I was like, wait, what? Like, I didn't realize it was a joke. Oh, wait first. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, ha ha ha. Michael, yeah. you're so funny. <laughs> Um, and then they also sort of reveal a bit more oh yeah I think I think Jill maybe asked them like if they know each other or whatever so they reveal that Mm -hmm. it was mostly just like a friendship over Instagram Mm -hmm. DMs because Danielle lost her fiance 11 years ago and sort of responded to one of Michael's posts about his wife I remember Um, this actually do you remember this think so like people online started shipping them because people found out that they had been like dming uh, and they maybe posted a picture getting dinner together um and then and like people knew that they had similar history i guess yeah. she's on her season so i just remember yeah. like a while ago people were shipping them yeah yeah um but yeah it was just a friendship and then brandon arrives with a date card for some reason, he always has to act like the most annoying person. 
ever. Stop. When he's like Brandon in front of us, growing on me. <laughs> Why does he act this way? Ick. Very ick. Um, but the yeah, the day card goes to Danielle. Um, and yeah, without a second thought, she asked Michael to go with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like she doesn't really have any other options like again it's it's just so clear that like she was brought in to save michael because Mm -hmm. why would you make someone do a rose ceremony before they've even gone on a single date and now like there's no other men for her yeah (laughs) but yeah would have picked michael anyways yeah she definitely would have just like it's true but also on the date um she he's like why did you come to paradise and she's like to meet you yeah so yeah. she definitely was gonna pick him i'm yeah i also wonder like how long into him and sierra's relationship they were gonna let it go until Ooh. they brought her in like were they trying to go for a love triangle thing that's a really good point. maybe they were gonna bring her in the like casa more group like how they did with eliza and rod oh for sure for mm-hmm. sure but then they were like shoot michael's going home michael's not okay get her get her here for that <laughs> <laughs> baby i don't even exist <laughs> it's as if they like trapped him in a room and made him speak into a camera for like three hours because they just have so much side interview footage of him just saying the exact same thing no, they, over and over. It's like yeah. I, they asked him like a hundred questions. Like, let this man go, please. <laughs> They're like, until you cry about your traumatic history, oh, you don't God. leave this room. <laughs> okay, but then, okay, so Michael gets to go on the date with Danielle um, and mm-hmm. they go on a, a boat, which is like pretty nice. They get a nice date. Yeah. They're, I think both of their attitudes is sort of just like, let's see if there's something here. Danielle says she's excited and she's been waiting for this for a while. Mm-hmm. And Michael is sort of cracking jokes. You know, he, he's pulling out his charm. Yeah. <clears throat> we get this really interesting side interview from Andrew back at the beach. Yeah. Who says he's worried about Michael and hopes he's ready. And that based on what he saw with Sierra, he's not sure if he could see Andrew falling. No, he also could see Michael falling in love with someone, which was right. really interesting to hear from one of Michael's, you know, like close yeah. friends. But I feel like he hit the nail on the head. Oh, absolutely. Well, because like we all watched the Sierra situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we all saw that. I know. I was just like kind of glad someone said it. But then this really like, there's like a shift in energy when they like return back to the date mm-hmm. um because before everything was going well they were joking about like their dating life being so successful mm-hmm. she was like really into him but then michael's talking about how he's only said i love you to one person in his life not even his son <laughs> Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, not even his mom. Not even his mom. <laughs> not even his parents. <laughs> not even his grandma. Is this inappropriate to joke about? I don't know. 
I mean, it is an interesting way to phrase it because, I mean, he means like romantically, I no, assume. I mean, we all know what he means. Yeah. It is still a little bit of a weird way to phrase it. Yeah, it's just like the phrasing. But like, yeah. no, I totally empathize with that. Like that's, I didn't realize that. I was like, wow. So this is like the love of your life. Like the only love of your life. Yeah. Um, hmm. And he says, do you have thoughts? Well, I was just thinking about my own life. Sure. I mean, it's just different. Like, I'm 23, so I guess it's not really a big deal. I've only said I love you to one person. Oh. Well, oh. also, <laughs> like, if... But also, like, if his wife hadn't passed away, they would have had, like... I'm sure they would have had a beautiful marriage and, like... You know, yeah. Like, I think they would have continued... Like, I, I don't think that's oh, a problem. For sure. No, uh, I don't mean problem. Oh, I okay. Mean, like, I just mean, like... I just was thinking about like whenever my own life, and then I was wondering mm-hmm. if my boy, if I'm the only person my boyfriend has said I love you too, but I don't think I am. <laughs> Moving on. That's what you were thinking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, so who? Um, then says something real interesting, which is that he wants someone who will elevate him. Yeah. And make him a better person, which is again kind of normal like obviously you want in a relationship like you want to both make each other better people but Mm -hmm. I think again in the context of this and the way he's phrasing it again it's not like oh I want us to both make each other better it's very much like I want them to elevate me which is like (laughs) what the hell (laughs) like not really a normal way to talk about and he says that his wife was really organized and he really struggles with that which is like in my opinion such a strange thing to focus on like that's well, also like he was doing so well on the date until he's like Laura was really organized and then Danielle was like oh I'm not that organized yeah and I was like sir this is your first date yeah because also when he was like I want someone to elevate me I was like weird but maybe he meant like emotionally you know what I'm saying or like Mm -hmm. push me to like do Mm. like things or like I really want make me a better person yeah make me a better person and then he's like I really want to be more organized and it's like I I don't know yeah like as if he wants someone to help him function in life better rather than like elevate him as a person exactly and especially like I mean I don't want to read too much into this but like there's definitely a gendered element yes. to this so 100%. like I ooh, ooh, yeah because I wonder like if if Michael were not a man would he feel so much urgency in like finding his son a mom like I mm. think because like the role of a mother there's a lot of roles to a mother. They take care of a lot of things. And like, it just like logistically makes life easier. Like they stay organized. And I think that he is maybe feeling like that loss a lot in his life of just like the logistical yeah. challenges of like not having a, a wife, wife TM. Right. Because, hmm. I'm trying to think if there is an equivalent. We see single moms on this show. and But I, I don't think that they talk about finding a husband the same way. No. 
because I think that like uh, a woman is expected to be a full parent, like a hundred percent of the parent. Yeah. Um, as a single mom. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, fi- yeah, I guess just like finding a, a husband is. They talk about it more for that relation to them and like yeah. their happiness. Yeah. Then like, the I kid. want a father for my children, and like yeah. I want a a man in my life in that yeah. way. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, man, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and we also see a side interview with Michael saying that he's excited, but that there's still a lot of grief there, mm-hmm. and that this makes him push people away, which totally makes sense. Like when you've had such a big loss, it's hard to accept love again because if it's taken away, you know, you might go through that yeah. same hurt. Yeah. But you know, again, that just raises the question of, you know, whether he's ready and it's like, you know, no one forced you to go on a dating show. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um and then we get an interesting point in the date where Danielle asks Michael what's on his mind. Um and what does he say? He's like, I this feels really comfortable. Oh like yeah. That. But what's on Danielle's mind is that she wants to kiss him. Obviously. And then they joke about how he like fumbled the moment, but then he never really like, he never kisses her on the boat. Yeah. And yeah. then we get a Michael side interview saying that he doesn't have the same feelings with Danny on their first date slash like first meeting as he did with Laura when he first met her. And that he doesn't know what to make of that, um, but that they're perfect on paper. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I should be comparing them. Um, no, no. <laughs> you, not. Sh- you shouldn't. <laughs> Honestly, this man is like really kind of a mess without, without, um, without his his wife, his or his. What do we call her? His Laura. He's, he's Laura. He's flailing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Michael. I feel like it's just so hard because on the one hand, like, you do just feel bad for him and for, oh, him yeah. and for his trauma and, and his oh, yeah. grief. But at the same time, like, it's, a, it's like an explanation, but it's not really like an excuse. Right. You know? That's a good way of putting it which I think is just always a good reminder. And like, I mean, everything in life is that way because um, I don't know, but, and as, as you also pointed out, like this was voluntary. But, yeah. Yeah. He's clearly struggling a lot. Yeah. And I, I did do a little research. So Laura passed away in 2019. So it is pretty recent. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wait, and he told Danielle he's dated two women since mm-hmm. then? Mm-hmm. I think he also feels a lot of pressure being 38. Like, I feel like that comes up a lot. So he dated two women and went on Katie's season? Is Katie yeah. one of those women or no? Oh, ooh, good question. I mean, I, I kind of assumed no. I mean, I assumed no too. 
I don't know. I think he needs to give himself way more time. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, for Danielle, it's been 11 years. And, like, she still has, like, the trauma of it all. Like, that's what I was saying before. Like, I remember when when he was on Katie's season, it was, like, really, really fresh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Give yourself some time. Don't rush into anything. Yeah. I think he just needs to figure out how to, like, be alone and, like, raise mm-hmm. his son right now and like get his life back on track yeah and like you know just deal with the fact that his his wife is gone yeah and then try to introduce someone for sure yeah i did not realize it was that recent that definitely explains a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah again back at the beach we get like a scene of everyone saying that they're really rooting for him and that they love him. Then Michael and Danny, they go sit down at a restaurant. And this was kind of like the, the crux. It was like, you know, is he going to be able to open up and right. what's going to happen? So right. no surprise. They immediately start talking about their dead loved ones. Um, as one does on a bachelor date, bachelor first date. And Danny reveals that she lost her fiance to an overdose and that she has guilt around both like not seeing his addiction, but also around the fact that she's like, it's made her a better person and that she's like become happy and, and stronger, which I totally get that. And Mm. that was something I'd never thought about before. Yeah. Um, And Michael reveals that he's scared of hurting people and yeah that he's dated two people but he was he's not sure whether they just weren't the right person for him or whether he was running from them which yeah that is that is the question and Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's like a little bit of both then then danielle reveals that she also has trauma because she's the one that found her fiance and performed cpr on him and that was really heartbreaking um yeah yeah and they they agree that they're both still cautious danielle is also i think at one point they revealed she's a nurse so i think that Mm. also gives some context oh mm -hmm. like i mean obviously why she's can give cpr and probably also why Mm -hmm. she's like somewhat responsible Mm -hmm. you know for him sure yeah yeah that's true that makes a lot of sense um (laughs) Michael says that at his age, he can only be with people who are scarred. Also, Danielle, in response to his part about like running or just the wrong person, sort of says that um, she sort of had, had similar feelings and like realized that like she was searching for like somebody else when she really just wasn't happy herself. And she kind of mm. like needed to heal that first. Mm hmm which I think is, again, very, um, just, yeah, hit the nail on the head with that one. Mm-hmm. And Danielle hits him with a bomb. She says, is part of you still looking for Laura? Yes. He he kind of gives, like, a politician <laughs> answer to this. Like, he doesn't really right. answer the question, which I feel like is an answer to the question. Yeah. And I feel like we all know, like, I, I really do feel like he's just like looking for his 
Laura replacement. Like he's just like, I don't know what to do with this woman without, I don't know what to do without this woman. Like mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of is to like find someone that can fill that role. Hence comparing mm-hmm. the people he meets to Laura. Yeah. Which is really sad. Yeah. Just like my heart like breaks for him. I was also like, yeah. when I was looking up like Laura, his wife, I was just like, looking at photos of them and like I was just like Mm -hmm. oh god it's so sad like I really don't know how you get over something like that and I I do think it is it is like good that the show is showing like um you know like the grief process and like I feel like that's not something we see very often like you know the story of someone trying to date after you know losing Mm -hmm. someone really important to them yeah and so I mean Michael ends up saying it's been the best first date they yeah. kiss mm-hmm. michael says this might be the last first date of his life yeah so i Oof. honestly like wasn't expecting that i mm, mean me because yeah like as we sort of recapped it was a really good vibe at the beginning things definitely took a shift and were a little weird they had this intense almost therapy session where michael like because a, a, a theme also of their conversation um at the restaurant was michael being like oh you're sort of farther along in this process like mm. do these feelings go away like how do i deal with mm-hmm. this um you know which is completely makes sense because as we said his is super recent and danielle's was longer ago but um just I think it's important to note that so mm-hmm. but yeah I guess I guess it was good you know I guess it was yeah. good in the end I'm confused where his head is at like yeah I'm just confused because me too again I'm just like are you ready do you really understand what you're saying yeah. when you say that this could be the last first day of your life yeah I still and don't I- think he's ready I wish we got more side interviews from Danielle. I'm realizing now, like, Mm -hmm. we don't really hear her side at all. And I feel like Danielle could give us the most insight, you know? Again, because he has gone through something similar to what Michael has gone through. Mm -hmm. But obviously, probably just has a different perspective on it, you know, like, as a woman Mm -hmm. and just, like, going through it longer like I would be really interested to hear her perspective on the date yeah Um, but yeah so the date went well yeah so that's the date and then we return back to the beach finally get a little bit more Johnny and Victoria content she asks him like where he would want to take her and Johnny says he wants to take her to the amusement park when they get out which I thought was really cute because it was basically like, you know, we're going to date when we get out of here. And he's also very transparent on why he wants to bring her there, Um, (laughs) which I also thought was cute. And what's the reason? Oh, he basically says that you should take people to amusement parks where they're also going to feel happy and like amusement parks release endorphins. And then it kind of tricks their brain into thinking it was a really, really good date no matter what. Which is exactly... And it's not just, I mean, this is like a thing in psychology, which is it's not just amusement parks. It's anything that sort of like gives you an adrenaline rush, mm. which is exactly what they do on The Bachelor. ATV yes. riding, skydiving, hot air balloons, bungee jumping, yeah. 
things with heights just yep jumping off the waterfall so it was really funny that he said that very exposing <laughs> yeah very transparent <laughs> but yeah it was cute yeah i love johnny i really love that man i'm a johnny apologist because he says questionable things <laughs> I, I will admit that but i still love him yeah. i agree i agree <laughs> I just like that Johnny, that's what I like about him. I feel like he's just upfront about who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not pretending to be, like, a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I think mm-hmm. he's just kind of, like, mm-hmm. out there with his, like, F-boy vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's just a bit about me. And then Jesse, Jesse rolls up, and he gathers everyone. He's basically, like, you everyone like tell me about how strong you are doing like how, how's it going for you and Ugh. they're all like you're doing so well right now mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then then they get into the big reveal which is that couples are going to be apart for the next week the girls are leaving mm-hmm. and not only are the girls leaving but five new girls are coming to the beach just to hang out with the men um and if anyone has watched love island this is basically a ripoff of love island's casa more mm-hmm. laura and i are big love island fans so i mean obviously i'm a fan of this because and i honestly think we needed it i agree because it's really we're really at the perfect spot it's the perfect time and they could not have planned this better i mean i guess they did it's but... crazy no but like i mean they couldn't have known like i mean they just yeah. couldn't have known because we you don't always have this many like actual couples by this yeah. point. like there's so there's at this point there's there's now eight couples if you include danielle and michael oh okay yeah Right. So, but also Danielle and Michael are on their boat date at this point. So this is only the seven couples. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like, there's just a good varying degree of solidity. You know, like you have Brandon and yeah. three who are like super solid. And I don't know who's next. Like Loki, Victoria and Johnny are also like pretty solid. The guys say that they don't think Johnny's going to flip. Yeah. So then you have like, Rodney and Lace, mm-hmm. Jill and Jacob, mm-hmm. um, Genevieve, all, and Aaron. Well, Genevieve and Aaron, who are like more in the early stages. Mm-hmm. You have Brittany and Andrew, who are like maybe two days yeah. into this. So yeah. it's a good time to sort of shake things up. Um, the five new girls are Jasenia, Eliza, Sarah, Kate, and Florence, who's from Australia. I guess so. I guess so. So, um, yeah. yeah, Eliza, Sarah, and Kate, I think we're all from Clayton's season. Justenia's from Matt's season and was also on Bachelor in Paradise last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Victoria is scared, which I've never seen before because <laughs> she says that all the girls look gorgeous and mm-hmm. she looks like a wet dog without makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and this- Johnny asked her why she looked different today. <laughs> oh my god, men are so funny. This is really funny. Yeah. Um, Aaron, uh, he says that 
This day will be written in the paradise text. <laughs> in, in the Old Testament. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was very funny. Um, yeah, they, they're all, I mean, the girls are shook. Oh, yeah. Like, not a single dry eye. Yeah. So the, the girls have to pack and leave immediately. And I, yeah, there's just no better way to describe it than shook because I think, like, it's just, it is pretty unprecedented, you know? They come on yeah. the show with an expectation of how it's going to go, clearly. Mm-hmm. And again, we've seen it so much this season with, like, Genevieve. Like, you just have this idea of, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on paradise. I'm going to meet someone. You know, we're going to get engaged. And, and Brandon says, I know a lot of these girls aren't coming back to their man. Facts. <laughs> that was savage. Which I tell you, Brandon is really, really growing on me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that. They drop the bomb. The girls have to go pack, and the guys start meeting the new girls. We pretty quickly learn that Eliza is really excited to meet Rodney, and we also hear from Brandon that Rodney is excited to meet Eliza. Logan says that he's not sure what's okay and what's not okay. He's just confused. Yes, Logan is very confused. And so we're sort of going back and forth between like the old girls who are packing and they're all crying. And we sort of like each girl sort of gets their turn to cry. So Lace is really upset. Jill is really upset. She says she knows Jacob is going to be with someone else. She just wants to go home. Victoria is sort of the voice of reason through all of this and Serene is upset but Serene is like should I just go get Brandon and tell him and ask him to leave now Serene's like I know he will yeah and then the other girls are like but my my guy won't (laughs) my guy won't I like that Victoria was on board with Serene's plan Victoria was like that's a good idea let's go talk to the guys yeah that was really funny yeah 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 I mean, that's her power. Yeah, so that was an interesting idea. I would love to be that confident. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lace is really in her head because Rodney didn't kiss her goodbye. Mm-hmm, I think Lace mm-hmm. is just more stressed about, like, they didn't have a good last moment. And so she's feeling yeah. uncertain. Jill is feeling uncertain because like, she never feels chosen and mm-hmm. certain that she's going to go home and that he's going to find someone else. And Victoria's, like, really sad for jill um, yeah that was sweet yeah um britney is crying because things are mm-hmm. also so new with andrew and then shanae is crying mm-hmm. victoria says that she knows johnny won't flip and that yeah. she thinks logan won't yeah and then yeah back to the new the, to the oh, guys yeah. and the girls we see rodney is chatting with eliza mm-hmm. which unfortunately sort of confirms some of Lace's fears yeah he says that Eliza was at the top of his shortlist of people Mm -hmm. he wanted to see in paradise and Lace says that she knows Rodney's a good guy and basically like if he finds a better connection she would have to accept that but that would also break her heart it's really sad because And I think it's it's like a mature way to look at it, which is mm-hmm. like, it makes sense. Lace is older now, but that is just the saddest thing, right? It's like, yeah, what do you do at that point? But yeah, 
And then I can't remember who it was, but one of the guys basically says that Jacob is battling demons right now. Yeah. Brandon says that Jacob is a walking thought. A walking thought. <laughs> and we see Jacob pull Sarah to have a chat. Yeah. And then we kind of finish out the episode with, as you said, um, L- Logan goes, there's the right thing to do. And then there's what I will do. <laughs> very dean a very dean moment yeah yeah and johnny kind of encourages logan of course logan is also um logan's like i just saw shanae Mm -hmm. make out with this other guy for four days like i don't know what to do and johnny's sort of like you deserve to have some fun you know Mm -hmm. so yeah so logan's pretty confused but we also once again get an extremely in-depth preview into the next episode, which pretty much reveals everyone. So in-depth. Going crazy. Yeah. And then the girls um, are going to get new guys and they're going to all go crazy. Thank God. I was worried for a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like, these girls better also get new guys. Yeah. And I am so excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, they all, they all flip real quick, it seems. Real quick. I mean, that's all they needed. That's, that's true, all yeah. they needed. Some fresh meat. Mm-hmm. We have Tyler. We have Olu. I'm trying to remember who else from the preview. Those are the main two I remember. It looks like Tyler's gonna yeah. get get some action. I know Tyler kind of glowed up. Huh. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, TBD. Uh, TBD. TBD. Um. That preview roped me in. I was like, I really want to watch this episode, and I honestly might watch a little bit of it tonight. Hey yo, yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday, so new episode is already out. Um, all right, let's let's do who we would give our rose to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a repeat. I can't okay. remember if this was probably from the first week or something at this point, but I'm going to give it to Jill. Yeah. Because I just love her. Like, she's mm-hmm. a good friend. She's a defender of women's rights. Mm-hmm. She has clearly been through a lot. I think she really deserves to find love. And I, I just, I love her commentary. I love her facial expressions throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. She's very expressive and just really brings a lot to the show. Yep. Um, I was also thinking about Jill. I'm going to go for someone else in the girl squad and I'm going to go Victoria because mm-hmm. she has also proven herself to be a good friend. She, I don't know, has like this confidence about her, but she's also like relatable. I feel like we're just like really seeing a new side to her that I really like. And I'm mm-hmm. just really glad that they got her to be on this season. I don't know who did it. Whoever did it needs a raise. <laughs> um, I remember when she walked down, she was like, no one is more surprised than me that I'm here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she is here. She's doing amazing. She's got Johnny. Mm-hmm. Love, love and support. She really is. No, she really was the only person holding it together. Yeah. During, like if, if yeah. it was not for her, like I don't, I don't know what would have happened. She mm-hmm. she was single-handedly like resolving like six different mental spirals. Yeah, she was comforting everyone. She like 
basically started tearing up when she was talking about how sad she was for Jill. Yeah, um, that was so sweet. Yeah. She's very empathetic and she's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's a wrap on this episode. Mm-hmm. And we cannot wait for next episode. Can't wait. Thank you.